What is up, everybody? This is Recap Rewind. I'm JLag. And I'm NB. And this episode is recapping and reviewing Riverdale Season 7, Episode 5, and it's called Chapter 122, Tales in a Jungular Vein. And don't forget, guys, stick around for the ending of the podcast because we're going to go through our recap roundups, our best moments, our best lines. Hopefully this one isn't a two-hour podcast like last week. (laughs) And we get to the end real quick. Spin this one up. Um, as continu- as always to our continuing listeners and our brand new ones, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Let's get into this episode, girl. Let's do it. I mine, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 15 out of 10. 15 out of 10. Girl. It was so good. All it right, was, work. It was definitely, you know, we took a little break from the main storyline, yeah. but stylistically, cinematically, it was 15 out of 10. It was so freaking well done. I love the little like comic book graphics. Loved it. Loved it all. I I don't know if you were a big fan of it, but when I was growing up in the 90s, there was this show called Tales <gasps> from the Crypt Keeper. Okay. And so it's like a, it's like a specific bite off of that. There was a cartoon of it that was like the kid version of it, but I would stay up late at night and watch like the really rated R ones. And I'll mention one of the stories because it's almost exactly like the last love triangle one. Okay. But it is because exactly the same thing. Jayla, do you remember? Do you remember that show, Freaky Stories? Yes, when we I, were growing I, up, it happened to a friend of a friend of mine. Yeah, like vibe. Yeah. I, so I don't know if you guys will know because it was a Canadian. It was, yeah, a, Canadian it was a Canadian show, show. But like every episode ended with like it happened to a friend of a friend of a friend of mine. The yeah. beehive, the beehive story was was from that. Sh- like they exactly like that. it was exactly yeah. that uh, episode. So it's, it's like those urban legendy yeah. storylines. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How did you feel about that though? I, I loved it. I thought yeah. it was so nostalgic. I think that, like, you know, it's a tap to, like, a certain group of people who really loved that that, that fandom. That genre. Yeah, yeah. And that genre. I love the way that they broke it down. I feel like it is kind of reminiscent of, like, what they were trying to do a few times in the beginning of the series. I We talked about it, like, the Halloween episode yeah, where it was, yeah. like, isolated, not, like, related at all to the main storyline and um it just plays out but the way that they did this to your point was really highly stylized yeah um very like i said very like referring almost specifically to like even all the way to like calling the main narrator the key keeper the crypt keeper was the one who was narrating all the stories so like very very specifically like biting off of that concept but like very well done in like a riverdale fashion one thing i do want to mention right off the top and Mm -hmm. let me know what you think if they were to do a reboot of Riverdale, and I think it's because I've also been watching White Lotus, but and then mm-hmm. watching this episode, wouldn't it be cool if Riverdale, because it's based on comics, that they just did every season by an anthology? hundred percent. Like, every season would have been isolated. Like, let's say season one of Riverdale, it ends off with like, you know, this happy story, everybody's happy, but then it just ends. Like, they always Mm -hmm. left us with a cliffhanger at the end of every season. But if they removed the cliffhanger, then that could have been a fully encapsulated story of the death of Jason Blossom and, like, the corruption at at what it was. But what's... I think think the one thing that I will say is I've been watching back, like, the last couple episodes with my husband and watching this season and seeing how they're treating this, like, 1950s world with, like, a mixed match of all these different characters, like getting to date each other and hang out with each yeah. other. Like we have drawn, like 
that is something that we would have never gotten until yeah. a time jump in se- like season seven that makes absolutely no sense to the rest of the series. But like if they did it in an anthology, each volume would have like a new pairing and like let's say like in this like pairing like ethel mugs and jughead are like you know they're following their story like the storylines would be tighter they'd be able to tell more story and then they can reset by the next the end of the season anyway if i were to redo the show that's yeah i just like i was inspired by like what i've been watching recently and it's like yeah, anyway. I think that idea could have definitely worked. The only thing I don't like about that is that emotionally everything is gets reset. And so there's no emotional investment throughout like the seven, you know, seasons of the show because you're just hitting reset every year. Right. But if there could be a way where they could use the comic books as sort of like this theme every season. Yeah, it's like and a maybe perfect they way were to doing that. Like the tree monsters and like the gargoyle. Like it's like it is very I mean. comic booky, but it didn't hit. Like it and, just didn't like. And I think to your point, and like having these characters like continue the story, you're just like, why is Alice doing this in this season? Like she was yeah, so different in right. season two. You know what I mean? Like it changes the consistency yeah. and the continuity of some of the characters. And I agree. Like maybe there's not that emotional connection, but like you're still following the actors. They get to spread their wings and try something different I every guess, season. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. It's not. Yeah, what, no, it's, it's a not good the point. Case anyway, <laughs> it's a good point, and and I think shows a lot of shows are doing that now, like especially now. We know with yeah. AHS, it's kind of like that. Kind of really started it all for the anthology right. like movement, but um, yeah. I'd be down. Like encapsulating something tight, like that you feel yeah. like you, you finish that story and you're like, cool, next season's gonna be something new and cool. Yeah. They new always fresh, brought something yeah. new and cool every season they anyway, did. but it just followed the same characters and their development. But like we even talked about like season six, like where was the character development, y'all? Like everybody yeah. got traumatized and that was the end of it. Like yeah. Veronica still sucked by the end of season six. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, anyways, yeah. that's the side thing. Let's get into this episode. We're Let's so excited to talk about it. Right off the top, um, Clifford Blossom is having a secret meeting with the principal and the psychologist, Mr. Werther's, Dr. Werther's, and um, it seems he's just trying to get a handle on what happened with the murder. Like, how do we make sure that this is, like, like old news? Like, let's not, like, talk about this anymore. Um, And the psychologist says, uh, you know, or sorry, Clifford is asking... You know, is Ethel saying anything more about this milkman, milkman murder situation? Like, what's the deal? He really wants to keep things under wraps. Yeah. My question to you is, do you think that he is involved in the murders of this? I don't know. Like, them? this scene was so shady to me, but I couldn't put my finger like, on, place. like, what it was. Yeah, same. I wasn't sure, like, what like what we were supposed to take away from it. That being said, in season one, Clifford was the yeah, killer. he like, was. He, he killed us. Yeah. So, like, maybe they are trying to make that tie in, like keeping him under wraps protecting each other whatever um so he asked if ethel's talking no there's like a vow of silence at the sisters of quiet mercy so she's not saying anything anymore and mm-hmm. the psychologist basically concludes that comics are like the worst thing in the world yeah like the He's devil like, they're the reason why that everybody's like you know doing all these bad things and we need to find a way to get rid of them and he has an idea to get rid of them okay cool go write your fucking article um so we don't find out about that until a little bit later then it cuts to Jughead arriving at Pep's Pep Comics, and his boss is like swamped. Everybody's off, and like he doesn't have enough writers. He's got to write like four stories in one day. And Jughead's like, "Oh, I can do it. Like, would you want me to help out?" And he's like, "Okay, here, here, are like the stories. Here's the idea. Um, go run." 
then he goes and talks to like one of the I, th- I guess like one of the artists and he's mm-hmm. like these like these are so like old school like they're all the same like it's like the like, same, same thing themes, over and over again like, yeah. same theme and then he says maybe i can do something on high school like maybe like i can focus on high school and um that's very different from this comic book audience right do you feel like this is starting to slowly move into this jughead creating like a little bit the archie but I- comics definitely and i felt like even him saying that was like us for seven years being like more high school we want more More high high school school. (laughs) like let's go back to high school so i just found it kind of funny that he said that and i'm like i feel like it's the writers like nodding to like us as the fans being like okay you're gonna get more high school like here it comes like you know i mean he still wants to do horror so he's like let me call it house room of horror so like this is like almost a transitional i loved it feels like it's like the transitional period but yeah, yeah anyway um then it cuts to veronica going to visit jughead at home who's like now tap tapping away she's like hey boo um you haven't called me in like one night like what are you doing i just did up your entire place and like (laughs) you know you just ghosted me so um she wants to go to the movies he's like sorry i gotta write these stories and then so like he's sorry jaylag did you google that movie because i totally forgot to google it because i feel like there must be a hint as to what that movie was was oh god i wish i googled it it was like it was Deprivado playing... or something like it was oh, okay. and it wasn't an English film because she's like there's captions right it's like Ugh. a French film or something like it yeah showed up or something yeah and I don't know sorry Maybe guys I'm some, gonna leave a comment there. after we'll do research because I feel like whatever happens in that movie might be reminiscent of what transpires in the season or maybe just this because you know they do that kind of stuff right yeah they like they'll leave tap, like a little they, like they drop those little in. references yeah for sure um so anyway Veronica's like okay well like tell me the stories like what are you thinking of like yeah. maybe I can help you out so he's like, I'm thinking of like this narrator called the key keeper and he's the janitor of the school. And he like shows the picture. And yeah, it's, like, he has a like bad teeth. Holding keys, like... Bad teeth. I mean, he looks way better than the Crypt Keeper. The Crypt Keeper literally was a bones. Like, he was like a skeleton? Skeleton, yeah. They didn't have the CGI budget for that. <laughs> no, but actually it was like more terrifying because of that. It was like was really, scary. really good makeup. Yeah. I still don't know how they did it. I think it was a robot, but anyway, really cool. Um... So he starts off with story one and it's called keep your head in the game. We like jump, jump right into it. Um, and it's the story of the basketball team and they're throwing all these baskets or playing and they're practicing. And Dilton Doily is really bad at basketball. Yeah. Like he cannot like, you could be like a foot away from it and he cannot throw yeah. that damn basket yeah. into the basket, like the basketball into the basket. So the whole team gets punished. They have to do laps while he's like throwing the ball after practice julian decides to bully him and like everybody else teams up and they throw dilton in a locker for the night and dilton goes crazy because he's claustrophobic yeah like i thought he (laughs) was gonna die but instead he has like a psychotic break and he ends up going crazy i was like okay yeah that makes a bit more sense yeah all right we could go that way too um, so he ends up having the psychotic break because he's been there all night. The poor janitor like opens up the door. He's like, <laughs> he runs outside. He grabs the axe that's like sitting there, like the emergency yeah. fire alarm axe. And then he goes back into the locker and waits for his team. 
I was like, yo, this guy's deep in his plan. Like, I, I like, thought he was going to go, like, rampage, like, around yeah. the school. But, like, he goes back into, like, the thing and, like, wait. He spent, like, eight hours being like, I'm going. This is how I'm going to do it. So he went back into the locker. And then the next shot that we see is he's playing basketball, but he's, like, zoned out. And he keeps saying, like, keep your head in the game. Keep your head in the game. And, yeah, I was like, ooh. Someone's about to lose a head. Yeah, and he's like covered in blood, and the coach is like, "Yo, what's going on?" And he's like, "Keep your head in the game." And it's like Julian's bloody, yeah. beheaded head, and all the bodies are lined up. Like it's a very like cinematic scene, like, yeah, not cinematic, but like visual Gruesome. scene where you see yeah. like the bodies sitting up, and like the balls are mixed up with the basketballs and the heads. It was cool. Um, and then that's the end of that story. So like really quick, boom, yeah, boom, boom, I forgot. Um, pieces. Like at the end, I was like, "Oh, that was a good three. And then I'm like, "Oh, wait, there was four because this four. one happens like really quickly. It happens before they even cut to like the Riverdale logo. Like this oh, was like yeah. right at the top. So I was really excited to see them jump right into it. I mean, four stories and doing what they did was 100%. very ambitious. So and they did it, yeah, it, yeah, they, yeah, they did the damn thing. Yeah. Um. Then it kind of cuts. So every single time that it's it ends, it cuts back to Jughead and Veronica, kind of like recapping it. And talking about, like, what the thought is around it. So Jughead says, you know, people who break the rules, who are cruel to people, they get punished. Um, And then he says something about lustful sex and people getting punished for lustful sex. And I don't know if you noticed, but Veronica's like... Lustful yeah, sex, she was like, that's like, not that bad. In. Like, that's okay. <laughs> but he said something funny. He was like, "Isn't aren't comic books a moral lesson? Like, yeah, like each book, each story can be a moral lesson in terms of like what you should be doing and like what's good and what's bad." Right. So it's interesting that he's taking it from that perspective, and the old guys in the beginning are like, "The comic books are evil. They're like, the worst. they're the worst." Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's true. I mean, it's like the old school mentality, right? Like, yeah, this is destroying, and then they're like, "No, you have to like read into the message, like yeah. read a damn book." Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, that kind of ends. She like makes a little note, but I don't even think he notices. Like, I don't think he pays attention to the fact that she's like he's so sex. Like, in his world. Like, he's, he's like, really typing. yeah, he, <laughs> he doesn't, doesn't get the hint. I was like Veronica. She's hot. She's like right in front of you. She like, literally like, is here waiting for you to like. Yeah. Like go into those like Egyptian cotton bed sheets that she bought. You Use know? those fingers for something else, boy. Ooh, girl. Uh, anyways, that cuts to the second story. And it's called Love You to Pieces. Mm-hmm. And it's Archie arriving at Thornhill. It's raining outside. Nana. We get Nana. Nana's Nana back. comes in for season seven, Aww. girl. I missed her. I so did. She, so she came in. She answers the door. He says he got a flat tire and it's raining outside and he just needs a place to sleep before he can go and talk to the garage the next morning. And Nana's like, okay, come on in. Come sleep here, child. Come sit in here. So he's chilling with her, drinking tea, and Nana says, you can stay here, but there's one major ground rule. The ground rule is when you go to bed, you must close your door and lock your door. Um, But she he also sees like Cheryl's painting like on yes. the wall and yes. Archie in this episode is like hornified Archie horny, it's so horny. funny to see and he's, he's like horny. oh he's like who's that and she's Every like that's my second. granddaughter and he's like oh my god like he <laughs> was like, like wow so horny for her like right from the start I loved it it was so funny to watch him this, <laughs> this episode he was he did such a good job such a good um, job so <laughs> so Nana <laughs> does add this little thing in she goes well, my granddaughter lives in this house and she has 
a tendency of like sneaking in people's bedrooms and like having sex with them. Yeah, like but like BTW, she's a nymphomaniac, and yeah. that might make you a little comfortable, uncomfortable. And Archie's like, no, 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 like, I'm ready to go to sleep. He's like, like he's like, I'm down. Okay, cool, got it. And like then it shows like Archie closing the door he and like he so lit. He like keeps it ajar, which I thought was hilarious. Um, and uh, what ha- happens next? So then she comes into the she room while he's sleeping, room, yeah. but all you're seeing is like shadows like you're not seeing yeah. her face you're not seeing anything and he's like oh do you want me to like turn a light on she's like no, 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 no let's, let's just enjoy the, the night together so she hooks up with him he wakes up nice so, and like pleasured definitely pleasured his face was like <laughs> he's like oh <laughs> yeah he's like yeah um i literally thought nana was like in her body oh my god <laughs> I thought it was like Nana that wanted a good tea. one. Yeah, that's what I thought because she was kind of like sexual. So she's like, "Come on in!" Like, she's like I was my like, "Oh my god, is she gonna like go into Cheryl's body and like fuck Archie?" Like, I was right. <laughs> I thought that's where it was going. And I'm surprised with this story they didn't go a little magical with it because like the blossoms are it, always yeah, like, weird and magical. That's why but... it could have worked. I feel like right. Yeah, for sure. Like, or she was like a ghost or something. And yeah, I didn't know how where this was that's going. That's what but I it thought. Was, it was really interesting. So. The next day, he walks out. He actually sees um, Cheryl's, like, like Cheryl standing by a window, but she's wearing, like, a veil. Mm. And he doesn't, like, approach her or say hi. He just goes straight to the kitchen and, like, goes to sit down with Nana. Then he's talking to Nana. He's having breakfast. He's like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, I think I saw your granddaughter yesterday. And then, she, like, Last night. he asks a few more questions. Like, what was she like? Like, what happened to her? And Anna's like, well, yeah, she was, like, a really sprightly woman. She was very, like, beautiful. And then she got leprosy, and uh, she got really contagious. And He's like, oh. her skin started falling off. And, she's uh, like, hopefully you guys didn't have sex last night. <laughs> she's like, he's, wait, like, wait. <laughs> he's like, like, as he's, like, hearing the story, he's like, fuck. Yeah. Like, he's <laughs> so nervous about it. Um, and then it turns out that, yeah, so she's super, super contagious. And... Archie's like, yeah, like, I definitely am not immune to this. So he's, like, starting to freak out a little bit. And then she admits that Nana wanted to, like, give Cheryl the best life possible before she died of leprosy. Mm. She's she's like, she's going to eventually die. So, like, I'm hoping to, like, let her have a little bit more fun. And he's like, what do you mean by that? And she goes, well... Who do you think like put the nails on the road oh, last night or whatever? And I was like, oh, Nana out here the being set up. Like, she is setting people up. She is getting her daughter, her granddaughter, the D. Like yeah, she, yeah. MVP she knows for what the she's episode. Doing. She's looking out. <laughs> yeah, she's looking out. She's <laughs> she's like the real like wing woman of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um. So when you see like when you hear that story like Cheryl comes by and puts her hand on his on his shoulder and like now you can see her hands like all like mangled and like yeah like like wrinkly and gross and then she he turns up and her face is like all like, mashed up yeah she's leprosy so um and then <laughs> that's how the episode she's she got leprosy so then that's how it all ends and uh that was insane it was crazy i was like whoa this like took seven left turns yes i did not expect it um like you were saying i was i was thinking that it was gonna be like some sort of ghost story but it ended up just being like a regular like well, yeah regular like <laughs> a nymphomaniac into, 
nymphomaniac. Story. But then I was also like, Archie, like, do you not like feel the body before you like do anything? Like, could you not <laughs> feel the things happening last night? Like, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Um, so then it cuts back to Jughead and Veronica really quick, quickly, and she's like, okay, so then what's the moral of this one? And he says, I guess it's like curiosity kill the cat. Like, mm. you shouldn't like, you know. Like, he should have kept his door closed. <laughs> you should have locked your damn door or yeah. else you like get your dick like fall off. Um, then, <laughs> then your dick will fall off. Um, then it cuts to the third story and it's called The Beehive. And um, this one was, I felt so bad because right off the top, he's like, Bland Betty. I was like, yeah. Bland Betty with a ponytail. I was like, damn. Like, I'm like, wow, so savage. Some shade. So Betty, who I don't even know if I believe this story. Betty's so beautiful. I don't know how. That's what like, I'm saying. Like, she, they could have made her look a bit more, like, weird. Because, like, she just looked the same and she looked she beautiful. Looked gorgeous. Like, I was like, <laughs> everybody's an idiot her? if they're not going for her. So anyway, she feels lonely. She feels like like no one likes her. So then she goes to a salon for a new look. Hairdo. And she's talking to um, the hairdresser. And she's like, I feel unseen. I feel like I'm a ghost. And this, her hairstylist says, don't worry. Don't worry. I, I just came back this. from Europe yeah. from my honeymoon. It was amazing. And everybody's doing this brand new hairstyle called the beehive so let me just quickly insert here that when i was we we must have been like maybe 12 or 13 when we were watching freaky stories maybe even younger and this freaking episode the one where the woman gets a beehive hairdo and she's constantly like hairspraying it hairspraying it the trauma that came after i watched this episode you were like spider trauma hair trauma hairspray trauma like every i don't know why like i really don't know why i was so scarred from this like the way the spiders came out of her hair after i was like traumatized and i knew where this this, was going like the worse than the way they showed it in this episode no but like you know like like, we're young so like in my mind at that time like it's probably if i watch it i'm like oh my god it was like one spider that came crawling out of her head but like i remember it very clearly it's like I don't so, know why I was so triggered by that. So this whole sequence, I was like, oh, God, I know where this is going. Like, there's going to be spiders. Spiders everywhere. Um, as soon as, like, she went to bed and, like, it was, like, a spider web, I was yeah, like, Yeah, oh, that's what I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> so, um, so, anyway, the hairstylist does say, you can have this beehive. It's a cool new look. She gets this beehive. But you can never, ever wash your hair. She's like, you have not to, even once a week. She's <laughs> my like, my mommy, mommy told me, me that wash. I had to do it that way. And she's like, she's like well, no, honey, I'm, you're never going like, to wash your hair. Tell your mom to off because yeah. I know my shit. I just want to say really quickly here. The set design of this episode was absolutely stunning. Like yeah, their team. Colorful. That's, and when I say 15 out of 10, like this is what I mean. Like every facet of the production, like crew is on top game right now. Like the yeah. way the salon looked, the pink and the hairsprays in the back, like that takes a lot of time and work oh, yeah. and money. Like it doesn't, you know, they didn't cheap out on this episode and like, you can see it. And truly, I really do appreciate it. Like it was a beautiful episode. 
so so well done no i totally agree and i think that like even though we're in the 50s in this particular season the way that they were able to like stylize yes. it even more yes. for the fact that it was a comic book story made yes. it so much more like surreal like almost tim burton-y yeah yeah like, like on a budget like wish version but like yeah it was like that <laughs> the, yeah. dupe, the tim burton dupe <laughs> version no but it's still so really really well so done good. um so she's like you have to use a spray and that's it. That's all you need to, like, clean your hair. And so she shows up with this beehive the next morning. Everybody's looking at her. The They're girls like, are jealous. Gina, you look good. And the she's boys just are like, like, she's like, mm-hmm. she's just, like, going around, like, freaking spraying her hair, like, every five seconds. Um, even Veronica and Cheryl, like, tease her in the bathroom. She's like, whatever. Like, that's she not going to, like, help you with your thing. Like, don't even try. Like, you're still basic Betty. Like, yeah. you're still bland Betty with a ponytail. And she's like, whatever, girls. Um, and all the boys are, like, asking her out. And she just, like, has a great time, like, that day. She's like, this is yeah, the best decision like, I ever it. made in my life. She goes to sleep. And then you see, like, a web shadow, like we mentioned, yeah. behind her. And then it's like, little did she know that this would be, like, the worst thing that she ever did. Yeah. <laughs> like, bad choices. Um, and then it cuts to Pop's diner. And Archie and Betty are on a date. So cute. So cute. Oh, Even though it was for, like, five Archie. seconds. He's like, what a swell night, girl. Yeah. Like, he was, like, so cute with her. He's like, I love your new hair. Yeah. He was like, your hair is very fine. Um, And then he's like, let's go listen to that. Like, let's, let's go dance. dancing. Oh, so my God. Say, His dancing, actually, I could have died. It was Before so we get cute. to the dancing, can we just quickly shout out to Pop, Mother Mother and Pop, who is the MVP for gassing up Betty? Because at what one point he, he was like. He said he like brings her like the the food and Archie goes, doesn't she look great tonight? And then like, or isn't she just swell tonight or something like that? And Pop is like, she's always been swell. Like there's this like little moment where he says like, no, like how are you? Why do you mean just tonight? She's always such a good person. Oh my God. So I was like, it's almost like that like little tiny moment that like looks don't matter you're only paying attention to her now 100%. because she likes anyway yeah. i just thought it was cute that pop oh, got that re- line yeah. it was so cute yeah so shout out to pop but anyway so they go start dancing everybody's having a great time and the then way kj is moving so they're all dancing and then she starts feeling sick she feels lightheaded and then she falls to the floor starts foaming at the mouth and she just like like, drops dead like there's no like go to the hospital like she just dies like immediately um then her body's at the coroner's office shout out to our girl macy no context riverdale she got her view for dr jr comes Mm -hmm. in and he zing 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 cuts her beehive off yep and spiders come out of her he's like oh no even he was like not the spiders he's like i watch freaky stories too like i am traumatized i cannot deal with this shit like no way man so he runs out of the room you find out later like post-mortem that like the like a black widow got into her beehive and like laid laid eggs and then ate into her brain can you imagine oh my god like what a weird story but like to your point like having this like urban legend yeah like kind of like traumatizing urban legend from our childhood (sighs) like coming into our 
now adulthood is i was uh, like i thought i was done with this story okay 18 years ago i promised myself i would never relive this story (laughs) and now i'm watching riverdale and it's like here Here it is here it is right in your face so this one is uh so anyway, so that finishes, yeah. cuts back to Jughead and Veronica talking. She gets, she starts to feel like a little upset. You can tell that she's starting to get like a little annoyed by these stories. Like at mm. this point in time, she's like, okay, so like, what are you trying to say? Like beauty kills? Like I'm a pretty girl. Like, what do you mean? Like, I can't look what pretty. What are you really trying to say, Jughead? What are you trying Tell to me. say in this comic, like, girl? Uh, nothing. I'm just like writing. Like-, like, it's just a comment, girl, calm down. Um, and then she says, also, it's already, you're already three stories in and you haven't done one story about me. So, like, what the F? Like, yeah, where like, I? where am I? So he's like, girl, don't you worry. I got the story right here for you in this moment right now. Okay? <laughs> love triangle. Ready for this love triangle? Let's go. Let's go. Story number four, final story. It's called My Better Half. Like I said in Tales from the Crypt, there's an episode I remember to this day called... I was like, wait for it. <laughs> Called Split Personality. Mm-hmm. It has Danny DeVito as the, because they always had like guest celebrities guest in the episodes. They were the original anthology stories, actually. Mm. But um, he plays this guy who's who like falls in love with this girl. Turns out she has a twin sister. The twins start dating him like simultaneously. Oh. And then at the very end, they slice him down the middle <gasps> and like the last shot is like Danny DeVito like being held by one of them like one half of yeah. him is being held by one of them and oh then God, the other half like is exactly. being held by the other no it was like almost exactly this so like yeah. shout out to RAS for like finding all these references and the writers for finding all these yeah. references because it like literally nostalgia I was like I want to watch that episode again now the so real check it out question if you can is find it. which half do you want to be stuck with Ooh, this one they cut him like literally top and bottom, but like in the original. No, was, like, like, do like you that, want but... his penis or do you want his mouth? Which one? Mouth. I mean, like, what are you doing with the torso? Like, really? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> you could do more with the hands. I don't you know. You could do more. I guess you have more options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, because anyway. at the end, I was like, oh, Betty got the better deal. She got the, <laughs> she got the bottom she got... Half. Yeah, but he's like rigamor. Like I don't know if he rigamortis the right way. Then like maybe he can't even move. <laughs> but he can't. <laughs> she has like a foot fetish. She's oh, like that's funny. Um. Anyway, so we already told the whole yeah. story, but essentially, <laughs> <laughs> um, Archie wants to date both Veronica and Betty. This was cute because no, it is the totally. It's the twist on the classic love story that we see in the comics. I that love RIS that they did it with this. Did. Right? He never did. He never wanted to do it. So the fact that he's doing it for this because it's like a fiction of, um, I think it worked really, really well. And it was it really did. fun to watch that. And it was really funny because Archie definitely is an exaggerated version of himself. Like, again, like we right. said, he's this hornified teenager. He has no guilt in terms of what he's doing. So he's not really our regular Archie where he's really balancing and his heart's kind of in these two. No, like his his pain yeah. is in these two places. Yeah. Like he's, he's like, just I am a teenage boy. That. Totally. <laughs> I will... And he's playing them. Like, he has no guilt about it whatsoever. So, yeah, it was really fun to watch. He doesn't even, like, he doesn't even lie to them. He tells them straight up, girl, I'm dating you and I'm dating you. I was like, what? And they know it. Confidence, yeah. Like, they know that they're being played. 
Yeah, the confidence of this man, ridiculous. And it was really cool because they did like a split screen when they're on oh a date. My God, I, I love the those. way that they cut this. It was so well oh. done. Um, because the one thing that he does say, because at one point they start arguing, like, because he's like, Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, he gets Betty. Tuesdays, Thursdays, Wednesdays, Fridays, it's whatever, whatever. It's Saturdays, it's it's Veronica, and then Sundays he sleeps and he drinks lots and lots of coffee. Like that's like his plan. Yeah, which I thought was freaking hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then they start arguing at this one date, and he like whispers to both of them at the same time <gasps> in a split this screen. This moment, let me let you in on a little secret. And they're like, "Yeah, you're my favorite." And I was like, and I just. <gasps> I love the split screen, how they did it. Like, I love, oh my God, it was so well done. So good. It was so good. Um, and then it taught, like, then it cuts to Archie the next day talking to the basketball team. The basketball team's like, oh my God. Like, Julian's like, like bro, how do you do it? Bro, like, two how, girls. Do you, how do you like do it with two girls? And he's like, coffee and Sundays. You know what I mean? Am I right? Coffee and Sundays. Anyone? Anybody? Anyone? No. Okay. Just me. Cool. So then, uh, it, so then the problem was because Sundays were his day off. Right. Valentine's Day this year fell on a Sunday, so he has to decide who he's going to Who's take out. Take? So the girls are arguing back and forth in the bathroom. He's going to take me. He's going to take me. And Cheryl is like, "He's playing you both. Like yeah. based on what you guys are saying, he's playing you both." And they're like, "That rat Fink." That was like the line. Well, because Veronica was like. Well, I'm his favorite, so like he'll clearly clearly take me in. But he's like, no, he told me I'm his favorite, and then right. Veronica's like, what the f-? like? He's telling it's us like the same shit. Much. Yeah, yeah. So then they go and approach him at his locker, and they're like, hey, right now you got to tell us who you are you going to take for to Valentine's Day, and also the person that you do not choose, you got to break up with him immediately. Yeah. And he's like, uh, uh, uh. And considering Archie is like, freaking dude, he, an idiot. He, he came correct. Archie came so correct that in that moment, he like flipped it on them and made them feel guilty. Yeah. So he goes, you know what? I'm not going with either of you. My mom, she She needs me. She had her first one. My dad passed away. I need to take her out for her first Valentine's Day without her dad, my dad. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That's so sweet of you. Don't worry about it. We're not going to go out. And he's like, so just like clarifying, like you're not like leaving. Like you're not leaving your house, right? Like on Sunday. If if I was to go out, like you're not going to be there, right? You're going to get Uber Eats and like stay at home, right? (laughs) And he's like, she's like, they're like, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. You're like already planning. Like, also, yeah, like what an idiot. Like fucking Archie. Like he's. Comes up with the smartest plan and then does the dumbest thing. And, like, things. well, that was Cheryl. As if she's not going to tell everyone that she like, went with Ridiculous. So then um, it cuts to Pop's Diner. Turns out that V&B are going on their own, like, Galentine's cute night. Date. Yeah. It was so Super cute. Super cute. And sure enough, Archie rolls in with freaking Cheryl. And they were like, that <gasps> rat think. Why do they keep calling him that? Is that I like guess a... that's like a. I guess that must be like a thing from the fifties, like oh, that rat fink. That rat fink. I I, 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 don't, I don't know. It's an insult. That douchebag. Yeah. I guess that's what it was back then. So then Betty's like, I have a plan for this mother effer. Um, next morning they approach Archie and they're like, Oh, so like, how was your Valentine's Day with your mom? And they're not letting on at all. And Archie's like, Yeah, it was really really good. Like yeah. we just like stayed at home, whatever. Like it was really sad and stuff. And um, <laughs> this part, I, I love, like, this is why I miss, like, V&B together. Because the way they played this out was so freaking hilarious. Veronica and Betty are like, well, 
we had a thought like maybe you can have us like at the same like you don't even have to choose anymore like you can have us like just have us both at the same exact well don't you want that archie and he's like already like like, (laughs) erection like he needs to go to the bathroom or whatever um so he's like absolutely like let's go like i can go i know this place let's go to lover's lane yeah and betty's like actually i think we should go to shop class like we'll go after school and he's like why the shop class betty and she's like because you can't hear anything it's soundproof he's like oh he's like yeah so freaking funny he was like oh and then i think veronica's like we're gonna be making lots and lots of noise i was like they must have so much fun filming this like really such a funny scene to watch um so then he shows up and there's literally like them and their freaking candles candles galore (laughs) everywhere all across the freaking room they're laying on the floor and they're like come lay with us archie and that moment when they said it at the same time was so creepy very like shining come on in archie yeah (laughs) like definitely not gonna kill you right now um so then it cuts to oh as he's about to like get his clothes off and get ready um veronica's like why don't you drink your coffee so then she gives him the coffee and he's like so excited he actually even says like i don't even think i'm gonna need the coffee tonight yeah he's like i'm good i'm ready to go like i am hornified and um he drinks the coffee anyway and then he passes out and then he wakes up and he's chained on the table and they cut this mother effer in they literally half. sawed him in and half. Like, ah. And Betty was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> She's like cutting it in half. And then like the zoom out was really cool. Like that final shot of them sitting yeah. on the couch. Um, his first like the top half is with Veronica and the bottom half is with <laughs> Betty. And she's just like petting his leg. Yeah, like she's <laughs> It was so well it was done. So good. And it's just so entertaining. Like so entertaining. Oh so my god. Fun to watch. Um, definitely check out that split personality episode if you can find it because yeah. that is like the real real. But um this was a cool shout out to that episode. I thought it was so well done. I um, mean, if you cut Danny DeVito in half, there's not much left there. <laughs> Girl, the shade not <laughs> Danny freaking DeVito. Um <laughs> that- <laughs> Then it cuts to Jughead and Veronica and the real, like, back to the real, real. Yeah. And now she's, like, pissed. She's, like, at the tip of her, like, iceberg. Sorry. So when we cut back and she she sort of, you see her reaction. Did you feel, did you know what she was going to get at? I think so. And it's only because I feel like the for the last one, she was getting annoyed. And I noticed oh, okay. that. I was, like, okay, like, maybe she's starting to get, like, a little annoyed yeah. by him. Um. But she does kind of go in hard on him in this. No, moment. yeah, I want to talk about that after. Yeah. So she's like, I don't know if I like agree with your opinions on sexual politics. You're making it seem like girls are just like these sex crazy, shallow, crazy killers. Um, and then he's and like, he even says he's like, but the guys were in it too. The guys like, do in the it things, too. The gu- yeah. So like, and then like, she's like, yeah. so you agree? You're demonizing women. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. <laughs> And he's like, like, yo, it's just a comic. I don't understand. But, I mean, what did you think of this moment? I, I do agree with her to a degree because he starts off talking about, like, how comics are, like, the moral compass of this and this and whatever, whatever. He could have easily said, like, considering he's, like, a good book reader, he could have been like, 
yeah, I'm just like following what society is right now. This is just like how things are. I don't know. I feel like he could have talked mean, his way out of this one. I don't think there was a really big deal. Like, like his first story was all centered around guys. Like he had a really a mix of different like elements to these stories. Right. If they were all one sided, like if they were all like female driven and like the female was the villain and, you know, demonized like, okay, yeah, that'd be a pattern. But like, I just didn't get that sense. Like, I think it was more just like him positioning, like even Betty in the beehive story as like this, like vapid girl who just like, wanted to look pretty. And then this one is like, two girls running after the one guy like it's it's she just didn't like the tropes that he was like leaning into i just didn't buy it i get what he's saying but i didn't buy the reasoning around the fact that like they couldn't have a extended conversation about this but i do understand why they did it because like they want to break up you also have to understand that like this is the 50s right like if veronica and jughead were who they were in the current times and he wrote these stories i'd be like yeah what the hell's wrong with you like like start like think about something different but they're still in the 50s where like there really isn't this woke culture and like if she went down the street and asked another guy to write a story, like he'd probably write the same shit. So like, right. what does she expect from a teenage boy who like, hasn't had these life, huge life experiences like either. Like, I don't know. I just felt like her I, expectation was so like, I'm like, Whoa, like, I also just, yeah. I just think that like, he shouldn't have just used the, it's just a comic book excuse because like I said, like he's obviously well-read he's watched a lot of movies that she's watched they have like very like the thing that connected them was the fact that they have like refined similar tastes so the fact that she's like i don't agree with your sexual politics like when did he ever show you that he's not exactly like that person like if he was sitting there at the pembroke the episode before and was like where's my breakfast then i would be like okay but like he cooked for you so it's it's kind of a like it's it's a bit of a floppy she went from like zero to 100 100 yeah like but also like the writers should have like done something different i think like to break them up like the the end goal was to break them up by the end of the episode which they ended up doing yeah which i wasn't down for honestly like i was pretty because i feel because that's what i mean it just didn't feel genuine it didn't feel like like like, honest to what we've been watching for the past so she gets up and she's like you know what i'm gonna go and he's like why don't we go out like he's like let's go to the last showing like i'll take you and it's on me he even said that like like he was like, let's go. It's okay. She's yeah. like, no, no. Like I want to go home now. I'm done. She's like, I'm and he's tired. like, what's wrong? He's like, I feel like something, like something's off. And she's like, no, no. Like we're good. She's like, I just want to go home and sleep. And then that was it. And like by yeah. the next scene, he's like, clearly everything was like. She doesn't even like talk to him about it or like say like say anything. I just felt like they rushed it a lot. Like they for sure they rushed it. Anything. I was really disappointed because like you, we got so excited we for the last two episodes so much. And you know. I, I guess I know that they write these things before they see the reception of the fandom, but like you can only safely assume that we would have really enjoyed watching them together. She was fine playing Julian yeah. and Archie and like being with Julian because he's rich and wealthy. Right. And so like, you're going to tell me you're that girl, but then you're also going to be this girl. He's, t- he's writing a story. He, you also liked hanging out with him. This is what like threw you over yeah. the edge. It just didn't Like I said, feel... like, I just feel like they could have like talked it out differently or yeah. like they could have found another reason that they didn't connect because I just feel like them saying that they're connected because they have like the same level of intellect and then them saying that they have like differences on sexual politics, like very, no, to me, very like loose. But I will say, Veronica does say something in the beginning of the episode, which beca- which is actually my best line, where he, she basically is like, he's like, girls will do anything to, like, be interested in people, like, yes, in- into boys. he does say that. And then she's like, yeah, like, pretending to be interested in comics. 
Like yes, oh my so, god, that was such a good line. You know what I mean? So like, she just he and he it didn't get him. it. He didn't get it. Right. So so for me, what I felt at the end of all of this and why this wouldn't have worked was that he's just stuck in his stories. He's really stuck in his own bubble. He's stuck in his own world. That to me is a more viable reason as to why Absolutely. they would just never work. And she was like, you know what? He's like in his own fantasy world. Like I can't deal with this. Yeah. Like I'm leaving. And that to me made more sense than like what she really said. Right. Like even if even if like by the end of it, he's like okay well i'm just gonna finish these stories now and then she just walks out instead of him being like oh you want to go to the movies yeah like he still like, wanted to go he could have been like no no no, i gotta finish the story like talk to you later like good see yeah you. like just dismissive and then that would have made way more sense like yeah. he's more into his work he can't focus on a relationship and that's why they break up that is a perfectly like he even offered to reason. pay bro the guy has no money he yeah, lives in a like, trailer like, like streetcar break bro <laughs> Anyways, I just, they could have done it differently. I, I think they could have done it a little differently, especially the way they hyped it up last week. And we were all so excited Yeah. Um, for it to come crashing down this quickly, like in this way. I was just like, eh, yeah, I wanted a bit more. Sure. Raiders, come on. Yeah. It's always like, like one win, two wins. Strike. Like yeah. destroy the whole story. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways. So she leaves. That is done. Jeronica is no more. Let us know in the comments below how you feel about them, like, kind of dissolving as fast as they did and yeah. how they did, because clearly we are not happy about it. But um, then it shows, like, an article in the newspaper that was written by Dr. Werther's The Psychologist um, about comics and how they're, like, the devil and anyone that writes them or is associated to them need to be taken down. These comic book makers need to be taken down. Um... And even, like, Clifford is like, well done on this editorial yeah. article that you wrote. Um, but clearly, like, this is positioning some bad stuff that's about to happen. Um, so anyway, cuts the final, like, one of the final scenes. Um, Jughead gets to Pep Comics. His boss is like, oh, my God, I loved your stories. They were so, so good. And Jughead is like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Like, I really needed a win, so I'm really happy to hear that. Mm -hmm. And... Um, He's like, oh, yeah, like, the girl that I was seeing is kind of, like, over me. And uh, he's like, well, why don't I put your name in, like, on this thing as, like, one of the writers? Like, and yeah, then Jughead was, like, so excited about it. He was like, wow, that's amazing. This is, like, such a great, like, first step. I can't wait to tell all my friends. And, like, that's how the episode ends. But and then even... And even the guy says he's like, this is more important than like girls. Like girls, no, yeah. no girl, no romance, no love story will ever be greater than your name being in, in print. print. And he yeah. was like, yeah. And so that also just again shows that his priorities are th is this. It's not really chasing girls like, and finding like, a love. And like I said, like that could have been the only 100%. reason why they broke up. And like, leave it at that. Even the way, like you said, the way that it ends with him saying like, oh, like how excited he got about his name being in print. Yeah. Just goes to show like. Jughead is like you know shallow with that kind of stuff yeah um and that's the end but then it shows like a kind of like narration where he's like little did I know that this was gonna be like the beginning of the end for me or whatever and then it's like a yeah. split screen between him and like the freaking principal like psychologist mm -hmm. they all look the same one of them who's coming after him so it didn't end like with like a high like what's gonna happen next but um Overall, what Overall, a great episode. Good. Yeah. So entertaining to watch. 
Um, love the format. Uh, kudos to the entire group of people who worked on this. It was really, really well done. Yeah. Agreed. Are we going to get into our recap roundups in less than an hour? Let's do what it. The what yeah, the let's... F? Guys, we have blown through this episode. This is crazy. Yes. I know I know they like the long episodes, but sometimes it's good to have a little mix of both, you know? And also, I just feel like this content was very, like, ingestible, quick, easy to watch. Yeah. Like, I was entertained, like, thoroughly from beginning to end. Like, it didn't feel like it ever had, like, a break. Yes. And I know that all, every episode has can be like that. Yeah. But it was really fun to watch, like, a different pace of an episode. It was really fun. Recap Roundups. Best, Best moment. My be- so it's so hard to find the, the roundups this episode because everything is so segmented. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my best moment, I think, had to be the Betty uh, Archie Veronica loves triangle the story. story yeah. That story was my favorite of the episode. Yeah, it's really, really well done. Yeah. Um, my best moment is gonna go to Dr. Crudel Jr. cutting oh off God. the beehive. And it's because he like screamed. He was like, Oh, not the spiders! <laughs> like he like ran out like yeah. very like dramatic and hokey. He I just did. thought it was a really funny moment to watch and like shout out to Dr. Crudel Jr. for coming back to the show. Macy, we need seven. Macy's thoughts on this. I know. WTF moment. Okay, my WTF moment was the old man taking the comics so seriously and ultimately like how that is going to tie into like the overarching, you know, storyline yeah. for the entire season. Like what yeah. are we looking at here? What's going on? Why is there a group of men like deciding on like what's happening in the town? Just kind of that just threw me off in the beginning. They kind of put that in there and I was just like, "Oh, but what does that all mean?" So For sure. Yeah, yeah. that's a good question. That's a really um, good question. Also, I felt like we missed Tony in this episode. Like, we missed a lot of core characters. Like, yeah. even just seeing them, like, Tony, sure, Kevin, and Clay. Like, it would have been nice to kind of play on those characters in one of the stories, but we never really got a chance to that's look at that. That's a really good so, point. Yeah, yeah. It's so true. Like, they could have played with some new characters instead yeah, of, Yeah, like, like you brought Nana back. Like, you know? Yeah, like, you could have played with Clay to see, like, how that worked out or played out. A cool, fun know. way of, like, introducing Clay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Anyways. yeah, but that's a bummer. And I yeah. do, like, that's the thing. Like, they use Tony for everything else. Like, she could have had a, a, fun, a fun... Yeah, she's like, yeah. you guys take this one. Go back to the basic stories. Yeah. Um, My WTF moment is Veronica being over so soon. I was just really disappointed with how it was played out. Like, you meant, like we've already mentioned. So, it's just a, it's just a bummer. It was, it was a I bummer. I was so excited. I, like, I watched last week's episode with my husband yesterday. And he got so excited by the end of the Aww. episode when they kiss. He's like, oh, my God. So, Aww. now I'm going to be very sad to watch this one. Even though. when Jughead <laughs> was, like, even when she walked out that night, I was like, maybe they'll, like, work it out the next morning. Yeah. He's like, and, and he's that like, was it the next morning. And I was like, oh. I know. And, like, fucking death stares from Freddie yeah. Brown. I was like, damn, that was fast. Like, what yeah. is what a crappy way to end like a possible flame but yeah anyways. i guess it makes room for reggie yes definitely we'll see definitely. and and your... and i don't i don't know how far they could have gone anyways you know what i yeah. mean like when do you wrap that up for sure and but like i said they could have done it the way that we just said um with him just being like too wrapped up in his, his work and then i would have been just, like, like falls oh, off what yeah. a bummer that sucks but like at least like they tried you know yeah. what i mean it, it just felt sense. weird yeah mvp, MVP. Who's your MVP? My MVP, uh, it's so hard because I, I do think they were all amazing, but I really want to give it to Archie and KJ. Like, I keep choosing him because his acting has been outstanding this entire season. For sure. Um, and he really is the core. Like, he holds everything together and does it really well. Yeah. Um, 
and again in this episode like he just made me so happy like seeing him dance and like shake his hips like yeah he's just so fun to watch yeah he's really really leaning into like this like fun comic booky lighthearted doing such a great job and I think he's really enjoying filming this season because you can see it like he does look like he's having a lot of fun yeah and also like he gets the best storylines he's literally like hornified all the time yeah running after girls like it's yeah. so so fun to watch mine is also Archie oh. for the same reason like yeah. I thought he was great lots of fun to watch etc etc yeah LVP my LVP has to go to Veronica for just taking things way too seriously at the end yeah, and just girl, like it just like really ass. hit me suddenly like I don't know I just I wasn't vibing with it I think she took it a little a tad too seriously especially knowing who Veronica is and like where she came from you know yeah like, she's not the most self-righteous person either so like no she's not an angel yeah i know she's making changes like by this episode she's like yeah you know whatever but still like it's true like she could have had a little bit more grace and had a conversation with him uh she's my also my lvp because i was just like you you suck veronica like why did yeah. you why were you cool for like three episodes and now you're like we'll see what happens our, 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 our boy yeah the, the best, best line, line. My best line is going to go to Jughead. Um, and, and it was like his ending with the Jeronica. And he says, and as easy as that, whatever soap bubble we had been in just burst. Boom. Tomorrow at school, things would be different. We'd no longer be the Marilyn Monroe and the Arthur Miller of Riverdale High. We'd pass each other in the hall, but she'd once again be the beautiful socialite. And I'd be the Melvin who writes comic books. And it made me so sad. Wah, wah. That really made me really sad. Like... Yeah, because she goes back to like, as if like she doesn't even recognize him, like she as yeah. if he doesn't exist, you know. Like, could they just like be like acquaintances? Like, well, she's that's just the like, thing. I don't, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, I think like, she's probably. Yeah, I just, I thought that was a really beautiful way of like summarizing who they are and how yeah, it all yeah, ended for sure. Yeah, really well done. Good lines. Uh, my best line is between Veronica and Jughead when he says, "Girls will do just about anything to get a boy's attention." Oh, and then Veronica says, including fading interest in comics, apparently. And he's not even paying attention, which I thought was, yeah. No, oh, that was I, such a good line. Again, like I said, could have totally been the foundation to why they break up. But yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um, really quickly, we have our listener roundups. Uh, yeah. At Marina on Instagram, she says, best moment, Veronica walking away from that shit story. And when the episode ends, damn, Marina. 70th moment, <laughs> almost the whole episode. It was cringe and boring as hell. Whoa. The story of Cheryl be- being a sexual addict and also a leper. What the F? For a minute, I thought the writers were going to make Archie have sex with Nana Rose. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Yeah, MVP, Veronica and KJ Appa's acting. LVP, all four men who appear in this timeline. Clifford Blossom, the principal, that the effing psychiatrist or psychologist, and well, Jughead. <laughs> Best line, I have opinions. I'm detecting a pattern, Jughead. The sexual politics in most of your stories are troubling to say the least. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, Well, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop, and here it is for me. There's always a standalone episode, but this one was filler and boring. But I can appreciate the intention to make the episode very comic-like. They had 20 episodes in the last season and spent one on this one. They have a lot of rich content to deal with. Tony and Clay backstory, racism, Kevin and Cheryl accepting themselves as queer people, and so on. Waste of 45 minutes of time, in my opinion. Burr. It's a good point. It's a good point. No, yeah, to her point, said, they sure. better be getting to those things. If they don't get to those things, I 100% agree. 
this episode could have been something else, but I did enjoy it as what it was. So, um, and then we also have at Sierra N. Um, gonna preface this by saying I found it really hard to enjoy this episode as it's the final season and yet the plot did not move forward at all. Nothing felt accomplished by the end of the episode and I felt dissatisfied as it was basically a waste of time. Guys! Are we like lost (laughs) at you? Finally we're like the ones that like are liking it. Best moments. Veronica calling out Jughead on his misogyny. I'm glad she's not taking his shit and her ending it there. And that one's actually really good because his actions had real consequences. And after an episode where nothing happened, it was nice to see some sort of progression. Oh my God, people are going to hate my take, my hot take on Jughead. Jeez, uh, seriously. WTF, everything else. Again, I hated this episode. It was pointless and unnecessary. It's the final season. Why are we talking about whole entire episodes to do absolutely nothing? Makes no sense. MVP Veronica, she was the only enjoyable character this episode out of her and Jughead. It sucks that she's MVP by default this episode because she's easily one of my favorites this season. And I think overall this season she shined way more than past seasons. But yeah, kind of by default this episode. LVP Jughead because his story sucked and wasted my time. I've been frozen for this entire time. <laughs> I know. While you're I can't even it. look I'm at you. I'm shocked. I'm like, what the? I know. Wow. Best line. We, we missed I went- it. Best line, I went back to the Melvin that wrote comics and she went back to the beautiful socialite. It sucks that in reality, that's all I'll ever be to each other because I do wish we had more time with them, but it's the final season. We got to keep things going. Right. That's it. Whoa. Wow. Okay. I'm like, well, shook. I'm like should we re-record this podcast and have like, a different damn. take on it? Cause like started off with like, do not come for us, but we really like this episode. I, I think that yeah. like, I don't know, maybe it's like a nostalgia thing. Maybe like if you watched like those kinds of things back in the day, like you would appreciate it more. I get what, so two things. I thought about it for a second with not including like people like Clay, Tony, lesbian storylines, homosexual storylines. There's no way that it would have ended the way that it did with, like, Jughead getting published mm. by the comic book writers. There's no way it would have <gasps> happened. Like, Take you're talking back. about colored people. You're talking yeah. about gay people. Like, not not going to fly. So, like, I think that was likely one of the choices as to why they decided not to put them in. But they should the have story. referenced that. They should have been real about that, too, right? They like, could have. But, like I said, like, comics were not, like, they, like... Yeah the pep comic book boss would have been like oh wow what a great social commentary on racism like he's gonna be like where's the white people you know no but that would have been a really good theme of the episode if he was like no like we can't have a black character and and jack would be like but why like that's really what happened he's like no change it it just becomes something but then it's too big it just becomes different from like which they could have like you said they could have totally done it but it wouldn't have been this episode it would have been like created this way um and secondly i think that when it comes to yeah the way that like people are not enjoying like it moving forward i'm like yeah you just have to like lean in sometimes y'all we've been leaning in for six damn years i know it's it's sometimes a little challenging to get through these episodes but i really enjoyed it i don't i don't know give it a rewatch maybe everybody go give it a rewatch if you want to give yourself some time while you're doing the dishes or something and you'll like it more i don't know yeah, no. i i really enjoyed it I like did. i I, yeah. I i can't I won't, I won't be taking that one back so yeah. <laughs> sorry listeners i won't be taking it back <laughs> i won't be taking it back okay. oh my god okay guys i'm excited um, to hear from everyone tonight when we're watching same, this live for sure um so that is rounding up our final like or running of the episode uh, i would like to take this time to thank our patrons we have a rewinder squad white cliff hannah and julia our lit rewinders tina and and kate 
And our mommy rewinders, Becca, Sarah, and Tamala. Thank you, guys. If you would like to join our Patreon family, check us out at patreon.com slash recap underscore rewind. And also make sure you're checking us out on all of our socials, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. We also got a Tiki Taki now. And also you can find us on all podcasts, everything. Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes. Like, subscribe, follow, review, and comment to stay engaged with us at Recap Rewind. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.